We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. Everyone is concerned about personal safety and security, and every parent is a protector, or at least they should be. Remember Maslow's famous hierarchy of needs? Once we have our physiological needs for food, air, water, and shelter met, the need for security and protection dominate our behavior. Nobody understands that better or takes it more seriously than Andy Murphy host of the weekly Secure Dad podcast and author of the best-selling book, Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide, Andy is passionate about helping families live safer, happier lives. The information, tips, and tools he provides through his numerous communication outlets are based on proven methods, experience, and research. No, he's not a member of law enforcement or the military. He's just a loving dad who has made family protection his lifetime study. While Andy takes the subject seriously, he wants people to know that personal safety and home security are not scary topics. He brings a light, well-rounded approach to family protection that doesn't involve scare tactics. He simply wants people to be informed, prepared, and protected. Andy, welcome to Home Where You Belong. I really appreciate you taking some time out to join us today. Thank you, Chip. I'm excited to be here. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate your show, uh, especially the one you did uh, not long ago about addressing you know, domestic violence in the home. And I thought that was a really brave and bold choice for you. So uh, I'm really happy to be here. Hopefully can kind of piggyback on, on safety in the house. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's something that everybody is or should be concerned about, right? Personal safety and security for ourselves. And if we have um, family for our our significant other spouse and children. So I can't think of a much more important topic than safety and security. I've looked at your website, read some of your guides and resources, which are excellent. We'll talk more about those. But before we kind of get into it, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and maybe how you got interested in this topic of home security and safety. Sure. So, um, you know, I am a husband and I am a father. So those are those are the the key roles that I have in my life. I realized really early on when I was in high school that my safety was my own responsibility. And, you know, most people don't have that realization unless there's some sort of a violent encounter or they have a loved one or a friend who goes through a violent encounter. Sure. So in my particular case, just having that realization kind of on your own is kind of a big deal. So that started kind of governing how I did things, you know, throughout my life. And I've had, you know, several different careers. And then I just came to a point where I said, you know what, I know that there's other parents out there right now who want to know how to keep their family safe, just like I do. So I started working on that and I share my journey with everybody. By no means do I have the answer for every single problem out there, but I try to help people understand every day if you take responsibility for your safety and just do a few little things, it's going to pay huge dividends in the end because you can feel safe at home. Absolutely. I, uh, while you were talking, I just had a flashback where when I was, a, I think, a junior in high school, uh, my family's house burned to the ground and we were all fortunate to get out. 
But right. um, after that, you know, we definitely thought a little bit more about safety because we were lucky, frankly, to to have gotten out. So having plans and knowing um, what you're going to do in, in dangerous times and having a plan of action can definitely help. So, but I want to talk about a lot more than, than potential house fires. We want to talk about security in general. So you founded a, I don't know if you would call it a business, a ministry, a service, maybe all three, something called the Secure Dad about seven years ago. Tell us a little bit about um, how you came up with that and what's the focus of that? Sure. And you're right. It, it is a little bit of all three. So the Secure Dad is is my business that I have that I use to talk to other parents about how to keep their family safe. I chose the Secure Dad because like, I'm a dad. That is my voice. That's the perspective I come from. But it's really for all what I call protector parents. And this is men and women. Um, there usually is that one parent involved who takes security a little bit more seriously than the other one. And sure. so that's where that's where I am. That's the people that I'm talking to. I'm talking to that protector parent. And I try to help uh, protector parents navigate how to protect their family at home, online, and in public. So it's really a multifaceted thing. Um, the online issue has really come up a lot here of late because mm. so much of our life has moved online that we have to protect our kids there as well. And, you know, I'm older than the internet. So this <laughs> has like really been a learning experience for me. I realized a few years ago, I was like, man, I don't know how to do some of this stuff. So I've got to figure it out. So I go, I figure yeah, it your out. Ki your kids may learn before you, right? Or exactly. Know how. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like my, my son is like light years ahead of me in understanding how some things work. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I have to keep up with him and I have to, in a lot of ways, surpass him to be able to figure out, okay, where's he going next online and how do I address that to make sure that it's done safely, that sort of thing. So the Secure Dad is the culmination of all of that. I've got a podcast. Uh, I've got a best-selling book. Um, I have done courses in the past and things like that. So I try to cast a pretty wide net to help people understand the world that's you know around them and how that affects their safety. And and as you mentioned in your bio that I looked at, I mean, you're not a, you know, you don't necessarily come from the home security industry. You're not a member of law enforcement or in the military, but you are a dad. And that's the, the every parent's a protector kind of slogan or motto that you have who may be more interested in or invested or should be in that topic than than a dad or mom. But um, that's a, it seems like a great name for your business that you chose. Great logo yeah. too. <laughs> oh, thank you. I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't. Uh, uh, a very talented artist took care of that for me. So yeah, that's awesome. We'll sh we'll uh, we'll share that in our on our website and show notes, um, along with a lot of helpful links that we'll talk about. Well, I, I really I have spent quite a bit of time checking out your your site. Um, thank you. And tell me the web address again. Sure, it's thesecuredad.com, and that is your your home to find everything. Um, so there's. Uh, links there to blog posts, to podcasts, to the store, to where you can find the book, where you can find my family home security assessment. All that stuff is at thesecuredad.com. It's it's really the front door to your to your business mm -hmm. or service or ministry, right? Well, I'm impressed with the wealth and the variety of security related resources um, that you can find there. And you mentioned some of it, but everything from guides on topics like home security, knowing the importance of knowing your neighborhood, to things like hiking safety or what you talked about a minute ago, how to protect your family online. 
How, that's a you have a very wide kind of focus. I mean, it's all security, safety related. How how do you decide what to include, and, and is that a area of focus expanded over time? You know, you you said it. You know, hey, it's this really wide thing that you're doing, and you know, most people will tell you in a business you got to really niche down to like one or two things. But I was thinking about this yesterday while I was driving, because um, I was thinking about the variety of podcast topics that I've done, and it's really this comes from what I see as a parent what I see other parents talking about that I know, people that I see online, national trends, uh, news stories, things like that. And there really is this ever-expanding field of security for families that we have to kind of be prepared for. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about, you know, being safe at home, and like you talked about fire safety. Well, that's all part of it, too. And I think the when people start to realize, like, oh, wow, Andy covers a lot of different topics, it's also the realization of, wow, there's a lot of topics that I need to know as a parent. This is what I need to know. This is what I need to even know as an individual uh, to, to keep myself safe. Because there's a lot of people that, unfortunately, they just kind of live in a bubble, and they um, they think that everybody is just like them. You know, that they get up and they go to work every day, they, you know, go to the bank, whatever. Everybody has a job. Everybody knows where the next meal is coming from. And that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. um, so I try to help people get out of that bubble in a safe, positive way so that they can understand the world around them and how those circumstances can potentially negatively affect them. It's really it's really about preparedness, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. and, and awareness. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're right. We don't really think about. I mean, obviously, you know, of course, I was a teenager, but I didn't give a lot of thought to fire safety or things like mm -hmm. that. We didn't even have right. any a um, fire extinguisher in our house, something simple like that. So the awareness is the first step. And then you've got a lot of resources that are available there. A lot of free tips mm -hmm. and quick reference guys, some for purchase that I'm sure are well worth it. Um, but a really a good variety. One of the favorite tools that I've checked out so far um, is something called the Secure Dad Home Security Quick Reference, which provides quick, actionable steps people can take to begin securing their homes. Tell me a little bit about that. And can you share maybe just a couple of examples that you remember sure. being on that guide? Yeah. So the Quick Reference Guide is for the person who comes to the Secure Dad and they're like, Andy, I need to know right now, what do I need to do to make my home safer tonight. And I get those, I get those emails. I get those, you know, direct messages on Twitter. It's like, oh my gosh, what do we need to do? So I created this guide for that person who is understands immediately. Oh man, I got a problem. I got to address it. You know? So this is a bunch of quick wins that you can do right now with little to no money and, you know, just a minimal, you know, time investment to that's really going to up the level of the security in your home. And one of them is, and it's very simple, and that is to keep the light on, on your front porch. You know, um, darkness is a thief's best friend because they can move through the darkness without being seen, without being noticed, that sort of thing, because that's what they want. They want to invest a minimal amount of energy to break into your home. So the more sure. darkness that you have on your property, the easier it is for them to get up close, peek in your window, check and see if your front door is locked, that sort of thing. So you're by giving, taking, you're giving them cover, really, I guess. Yeah, not, you're not right. Really, you know, the light kind of helps expose them. So uh, yes. it makes, makes them less likely anyway to maybe get up on your porch and try to break in. Exactly. So if you illuminate that front porch, the less likely they are to go and try to your front door. And also, let's be real about this. If your front porch light is on and your neighbor's is not, they're going to go to your neighbor more than they're going to go to you. 
So there's that in there. Also, um, making sure that if you do leave the house, uh, make your home look like it's occupied. Use those light timer things. Man, we've come such a long way from that goofy sundial looking thing that you had to (laughs) twist around. You know, I still don't know how those things work. You know, now we have these digital assistants that we can just say, hey, turn on the lights and and they turn on and off and and it makes you look like your home. So those are just, you know, things that you can do right now tonight that's going to make your home safer uh, and make it a harder target for a criminal. You mentioned something to me earlier, going back to a moment to just leaving your light on about a specific kind of light bulb that might be worth sure. this. Tell us about that. Yeah. So there is a dawn to dusk light bulb that's out there. And this is a special type of light bulb because it has a computer chip in it. And when you screw it into your um, you know, exterior uh, lighting, what it does is it, it functions like a normal light bulb, but that little chip in there with a little tiny sensor, it looks, honestly, it looks kind of like a camera, but it's not, it's a sensor and it will be able to tell if the sun is up or not. So if you screw that into your current fixture, uh, turn the switch on inside and walk away, it will turn itself on and off. You don't ever have to worry about it. As a matter of That's fact, awesome, I've got, cause I mean, who hasn't forgotten to oh, yeah. flip, the, flip the lights on, you know, at, at night or be- at least before they go to bed or something. That, so mm-hmm. to not have to worry about that is a definite plus. Right. And you can find them on Amazon. I like the Philips brand personally. I think they do just okay. a little bit better than, you know, some of the other ones that are out there. So, yeah, go to Amazon right now. Uh, put that in your shopping cart and feel good about it. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the in the show notes as well as an example. One of the things you've talked about is a flip lock, which you uh, seem to be uh, a fan of. Tell us what those are and why you recommend that. Sure. So the flip lock is run by a really uh, a great family. Uh, it was created by a mom and a dad who both realized that they needed to do more to protect their kids who were not living in their home for their older kids. And so uh, Anna Rieger is the founder of that company. And she and her husband came up with this amazing design of a secondary door lock that you put on the inside of your home that can withstand several thousand pounds of pressure being put on your door. So it's going to keep someone from being able to kick in your door because believe it or not, the number one way that a criminal gets in your home is through the front door. It's not anything like super fancy, like surprising, I think to me. Exactly. Yeah. They're not parachuting in, you know, and going in through the second floor, you know, and nothing like that. Not coming down the chimney like Santa. (laughs) They're they're not coming down the chimney. They're going through the front door. Okay. And so uh, having a flip lock there and ready to go is going to keep that door from being kicked in. Now, there's a lot of companies out there who have secondary door locks that will help a door from being uh, kicked in like that. But what makes the flip lock so different is it's easy to open. Like it's easy to flip it and enable it and also to disable it, which means if you have children in your home and there is a fire, they can flip it open in less than a second and be out the door. That was my biggest concern about these secondary locks and fortifying your front door is if, well, what if there's an emergency inside and my kids need to get out? The flip lock takes care of that. It takes a second to arm it and a second to disarm it. And it's just a simple piece of metal that just flips out and locks down. And so there's no electronics to it. There's nothing to be picked, nothing. So it's just that piece of metal that sits there and it's going to be able to withstand somebody kicking in the door. And if you need to get out, it just flips right open and you're good to go. Now, is that something you could also buy on Amazon or does that have to be ordered through that company or how could you get something like that? 
They do have it on Amazon, so you can okay. absolutely order it through that. You can go to fliplock.com. That's F-L-I-P-L-O-K.com. And I oh, think L-O-K. you can use... Okay. You might still be able to use the code Secure Dad to get uh, a discount on that. I don't know. Um, they used to Check sponsor the yeah. show. Yeah, they used to sponsor the show. Uh, they don't uh, currently, and that's fine. They're, they're uh, hopefully going to come back later in the year. But I still I like this company so much that I'm willing to talk about them for free. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, that's a that's a good recommendation. Your resources um, are, are really all about you know being aware, being prepared, mm-hmm. and and pointing people toward resources that can help. Um, make themselves and their living spaces more secure. What what are some common mistakes maybe that people make when it comes to home security or things that they don't do that that they should be doing? Sure. Probably the most common mistake that people make, and I at one point made this mistake myself, and that is thinking that it's never going to happen to me. Yeah. You know, nobody's ever going to like, why would anybody want to break into my house? I don't have anything. I'm not an important person. Why would anybody want to hurt me? And we we come up with all of these rational excuses to kind of not take responsibility for this. But you don't know what motivates somebody else. You know, you don't know if your house is going to get broken into because somebody thinks it's somebody else's house. So those are the things that we kind of have to push aside and just own up to the responsibility. You know what? This is my house. I have to protect it. I have to protect my family. I have to protect myself. That sort of thing. So, so take number one, I guess it's just take ownership of your take spirit. ownership of it. Absolutely. And then there are also there's uh, I have discovered kind of shockingly that there are people who will put up a security camera uh, on their house, which I think is great. Don't get me wrong. And that's it. They don't have any sort of alarm system. They don't change the habits of locking their doors. They think just because they have a security camera up, that's that's going to deter everyone from breaking into their home. And that is not the case. Uh, That's a little dangerous to think that just because you bought a camera, it's going to stop a a home invasion. And and, and that's that's kind of dangerous because the camera is passive. It's only Mm -hmm. going to be there to show the footage Yeah, it might might help you afterwards, but it's not necessarily going to prevent them from breaking in. They may not notice it, or they may not care, um, or they may have their identity covered somehow, so it wouldn't be showing. I actually had a, I do have cameras, um, both on the back side of my house and um, kind of on a side door area. Good, good. um, But um, the reason I put them in is my car is which was part behind my house was broken into and it was Mm. you know i have to take most responsibility for that because i always lock my car i've lived in cities most of my life but um one time i forgot to lock my car and worse than that i left my wallet in the car what are the odds of doing both of those things at one time well i did and somebody broke in took it and um so i decided to put in the um they're the ring. I have used the ring cameras and they're mm-hmm. really effective. I like them. They are, but you know, you have to do simple things like remember to change the battery when it goes dead or it's not going to work for you, you know. And you're right, that doesn't also. I also have another alarm um, company that you know just works with my entry, major entry points, mm-hmm. front doors, side doors, good windows that you know would go off if somebody were to were to break in. But the camera just gives me a little bit of extra security. It also comes on with uh with motion detector with kind of a floodlight which I'm also hoping would yes that's uh, good deter it a little bit as well so and, and I do leave my light outside lights on too good we, we've been talking about preparedness and and ownership well 
one way to do that is kind of assessing where you are today, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So another helpful tool I found on your site is called the Family Home Security Assessment. Tell us about that, why that's important, and, and some of the things that that assessment covers. Sure. So the assessment covers... Uh, it's 12 pages. It's more than 100 things that you can do to upgrade the security level of your home. You don't have to do all of them. You you really don't. Uh, but if you can do half of them, you're going to be doing fantastic. And so what this does is it forces you to look at what works in your home currently and what you need to approve. You're really going okay. to assess the security of your home. Uh, I tell people all the time, I want you to go outside tonight and I want you to look at your house. And I want you to think about how you would break into your home and see what you need to fix. And that's part of this assessment. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there is a a DIY checklist of a whole bunch of stuff that you can do, talking about how you can fortify your exterior doors, things that you can do inside of the house, um, how the basics of your home security system, uh, what it needs to look like, how it needs to function for you and the realities of it, um, especially uh, there's even some things in here. If you're a dog owner about how you need to place your motion sensor so the dog doesn't trip it, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, I've had that. I'm good uh, of that. Yeah. I have uh-huh. a special setting now on my alarm that I, that will help me deal with that. But yeah. And some of those things you don't, you don't think about until it happens. So having exactly. kind of this assessment in advance was like, Oh, you know, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe I should Maybe I should check into that. So, right. Um, and it's for everybody of every skill level. Cause I tell people all the time, Hey, if I can do this stuff, you can do it. Cause you know, I'm not oh, Bob yeah. Fila by any stretch. <laughs> so, uh, if, if I can do this stuff and I have done a lot of this stuff as it is applicable to my home, um, then, then you can do it. No problem. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, you're really focusing on, on parents and families, which is great and definitely needed, but I'm a single person, but I think single people can also benefit. These are, you know, you know, everybody needs to be safe and secure. So um, don't let that keep you from checking out these resources because they really, really are helpful and really clear and and a good mix of information. And then just simple checklists that are easy to go through and, and, and kind of assess, assess where you are. So but you also, you know, have created resources that go into a little more depth. One is your mm-hmm. best-selling book, which is called Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide. I think it may have an, another subtitle, which I don't know. It have does, but that's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the circuit can't get much better than Home Security, The Secure, Gad, Secure Dad's Guide. Yep, um, it's right available there. for purchase on Amazon, and we'll include links to that in the show notes and on our website, homewhereyoubelong.com. How does the book differ or expand on what people can already find on your website. What's the value of the book, I guess? Sure. So um, uh, before we before we go into that, you were talking about how single people can use what's going on here. One of the best reviews I ever got for this book came from a young single woman, and it talked about how she changed what she was doing. Uh, and that that meant the world to me to know that somebody had, awesome. done that, had, had, awesome. had done that. Yeah. So what the book does is it does cover some of the quick wins that you need uh, to secure your home. So there is more in the book than you will find in the quick start guide Okay, uh, that will walk you through that sort of thing. And there is 
the most important part of the book is my layered home defense strategy. And this is the only place where you can find what I talk about here. It's not in the home security assessment. The home security assessment and the book really do complement each other. Okay. Um, so I really spent a lot of time making sure that that was, that was yeah. right. So, um, you know, the layered home defense uh, system that I have set up that I, that I encourage people to do is discipline, deter, fortify, and defend. And that's kind of how you need to break down your strategy for protecting your home. And of course, I go into that in depth in the book. But where if you Google the five D's of home defense, a lot of people are like, oh, that's all you need to know. Not really, because a lot of them overlap and it's weird. And the first one that I talk about is discipline. And that's what you and I have kind of been alluding to this whole time sure. is taking that responsibility to actually arm your alarm system or to put that camera up, to put the batteries in it, to change the batteries and the smoke detectors, those sorts of things. It's so important that we get these tools, but that we also use them, that we are disciplined ourselves to daily use them in order to um, protect our home. Uh, there's a, a wonderful guy out. His his name is uh, Byron Rogers, and he runs the Executive Protection, which is kind of like a bodyguard thing. And he is one of the leaders in that. And I had him on my show, and he was like, you know what, Andy? If you don't have the discipline to use all of your tools, then it doesn't matter because you can just give the whole thing away at that point. Because if you have the greatest alarm system in the world and you don't ever turn it on, it doesn't do you any good. Yes. So it's really how we set this up to be a daily part of our lives. That That is why discipline is so important in this process. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned your podcast, uh, which is a weekly podcast, right? It's mm -hmm. called the Secure Dad Podcast. We'll include links to that as well. Tell us a little bit about that, um, kind of the format and maybe some examples of some of the types of things you've covered on that show. Sure. So like you, Chip, I interview people a lot uh, on the show about their specific you know, expertise and their subject matter, that sort of stuff. I recently had a guy on who is uh, a former special forces. And I've had him on the show before to kind of talk about, he wrote a great book called Sentinel. His name is Patrick McNamara. And it was about, you know, how to keep your family safe in public and how to really take that ownership. But he had had a really unique experience because he lived in an area that had a targeted blackout, meaning that somebody had gone in and destroyed uh, part of the local power grid. And wow. so for five days, he and his family did not have power. And so I brought him on the show to talk about that. And he, he he talks about practical preparedness and things like that. And the more he talked, the more I realized, I was like, um, Mac, is, is this more of a vacation for you? Because you really seem to have enjoyed all of it. Because he talks about going out in the backyard with his family at night and building a fire and sitting around the fire and talking and how they cooked together as a family and they did all this stuff. And by the end of it, he was like, you know what? I could have gone another five days in the dark and it would have been great. So those are the types of interviews that you see on the Secure Dad podcast. I also talk about home security. I talk about being aware in public. I've really picked up on privacy. That's one of the mm. things that I've really been pushing on the show because I think I think a lot of corporations are abusing the fact that there's not a whole lot of legislation on our privacy. Um, are you are you thinking more like online privacy? Is that or online privacy, and also what's going to be I think coming down the line with something called smart retail, where um, we're going to have 
facial recognition and a lot of oh, stores yeah. that are going to track us like we would be shopping online, but it's us instead shopping in a store. Those things are already happening. I'm actually working on a show about that right now that got, kind of goes in depth about it, but it's really each week it's going to be um, what you need to know about a certain topic and how you need to apply that to your life. So I will do an interview and then I will do a solo show. So in a month, okay. you're going to get two solo shows for me talking to you about a, a specific subject. And then the other two is going to be me bringing in a guest to talk about their expertise. Sounds like some great stuff. You mentioned the guy that, you know, where they had the black cats. It made me think of in the, I think it was the early 90s in, in the South, in Alabama, where my fa- parents were living, they had Snowmageddon, which was like, yeah, yeah. I want to say like 14, 16 inches of snow. And, and they lived out in a rural farm and were basically captive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, captive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for like a, a little over a week. And they were cooking mm. their meals on the fireplace and searching for their transistor radio. Remember those? That mm-hmm. had uh, batteries in it to f- mm-hmm. figure out what was going on, and uh, thankfully they had enough food and stuff to get by. But that's, um, you know, you got to think about those kind of scenarios that you know don't happen often. I-, I was in Nashville; I lived there for a long time, and I lived through their flood. I I forget what year that was. Yeah, twenty ten. It was like mm-hmm. a hundred year flood, and right had to evacuate in one o'clock in the morning, and. Uh, in fact, one of the things that you had mentioned and somewhere on your site was a bug out bag. Uh-huh. What the heck is a bug? It's not pest control, right? What is right. that? And why should everybody have one of those? So a lot of people, uh, when they hear the phrase bug out bag, they think, oh, that's for the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. That's that's dumb. You don't need that. Whatever, man. That sort of thing. But I'll tell you what. If you lived in northern Ohio near a train track recently, you oh, yeah. were wanted to have a bug out bag. And so what a bug out bag is, and you can call it an emergency bag if you don't want to call it that. Um, It's a bag of stuff that you need in an emergency if you have to leave your home. And so if there is a natural... I could, sorry to interrupt. I could have used no, that yeah. that night when I left for the flood. Right. And it's, it's in that bag, you're going to have spare medicine. You're going to have some food, bottled water, batteries, uh, phone charger, those sorts of oh, things that you're going to need on the road. I actually have one um, that sits uh, by the, the back door that I'll actually take it and put it in the car with me if I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I remember, gosh, just a couple of months ago, we had a, a random tornado threat. And um, so it came time for us to move to our emergency shelter and I grabbed that bag and I went right to our emergency shelter, which is our pantry. And I knew that I had everything that I needed right then for my family. I did not have to run around and go gather things. Everything was there that I needed and I knew it was there. And because I refreshed the bag, you know, every once a month or something, I knew that everything in it is good to go. So it's just nice to have as, you know, whatever emergency comes up. If you live out in California where wildfires are so prevalent and you're all of a sudden somebody bangs on your door and says, you've got 10 minutes to leave your house because the wind's changed. This is going to be something that you're going to want to be able to throw in the car to take with you to escape whatever that threat is. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds like a, a definitely a good practice and, and something pretty easy to do, but mm-hmm. they could be really valuable uh, if you, if you need it. Interesting. While we were just sitting here, I got a notice on my, on my watch from the National Weather Service that we've issued a tornado watch for. All right, city. then. So, you know, I need to be thinking about, and and I am in a good place right now for good. Uh, protection from that. So I think we're good, 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 good. going. But, you know, that's a way I keep uh, 
aware is signing up for these kind of notices and and most yes you know yes. phones or watches or you know will provide you those kind of updates um as well as you know checking your tv or cable or whatever as well well andy we've we've covered a few topics um anything come to mind that has come up either on your podcast or in the communications you've had that that we haven't talked about I mean, we could talk all day but anything that's a particularly hot topic that, that comes to mind Sure. So um, not necessarily a, a hot topic, but something that actually is a paradigm shift for me as a parent. Uh, and I covered this on my show and it was how to prevent child abductions. Okay. You know, That's you know, when one. you and I were, were growing up, it, the whole thing was, you know, you were going to be snatched off of a street corner by a, somebody in a windowless van and you were never going to be seen again. Um, and those things do happen, but they sure. are very rare. What today's parents need to understand what was a learning experience for me was that most child abductions today originate online. And that is where someone will reach out to a kid on a gaming platform or on social media and start a grooming process to get your kid comfortable with them to be able to meet in person because it's easier for a predator to entice your kid to go with them than it is to just take them off the street. So they will say, hey, let's go meet and let's uh, we'll go see a movie together or we'll go grab dinner or you can come to my house and we'll play games. And then those things don't happen because the 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 person has made off with that child. Um, so it's, it's funny to physically protect your kid from an abduction. It has to start online. You have to be vigilant online. Um, because a lot of our kids' lives are now online and, and the things that they do, the people that they meet and the content they consume is all there. Um, so that was just something that I really wanted to impress upon people is sometimes to protect your your family physically, it starts digitally. Well, what's one, uh, we could spend a whole podcast just on that topic, I'm sure, and I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, what, what's one thing that people can do in that space that, that's, that would be helpful? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll split it up into an A and B answer. Um, okay. A is you got to know where your kids are going online. Okay. And um, I think you need to physically be in the same room with them when they are online. Um, make sure that you know what's going on, the websites that they're going to. So if they do get in trouble, you can be right there to help. Uh, and B is don't let your kids use their devices in private rooms like their bedroom or the bathroom. Uh, where they can't, where they think they have absolute privacy, because that's when sometimes bad decisions can be made. So if we really monitor them while they're on their device, that's really going to put you in a position to be able to help them if something goes wrong or to prevent them from going somewhere that they shouldn't. I, I don't have kids, but I are there even things within your internet service providers or what mm -hmm. or, sure. or features that can help. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's good to be with them. That may or may not always be exactly. possible for people. Yes. There, you may be at work right. besides that, that you can do. Sure. There is a great program uh, called bark technologies and they are, they actually just released their very own Android phone um, that has all of their safety integrations built into it. So what they will do is they will monitor texts. They will monitor what is searched for. Like if you're, they just shared a story about a kid that searched uh, suicide, um, like how to commit suicide. And the parent was notified within seconds of that. Wow. And that opened a dialogue between that parent and that child. 
so that they didn't feel like suicide was an option for them anymore. And so you you might you hear that and say, oh, man, that sounds like a huge invasion of privacy. It is. But also, when you hand a kid a device, you hand them a window to the world. And you can't just hand that over to them and know that they're going to make good choices. And they're, well, they're still they're still developing, right? And learning. Exactly. So that's, exactly. That's, I would think one of the roles of parenting, right, is guiding them in that Absolutely. process. As, as someone who um, is a former crisis counselor on suicide prevention hotline, okay. I, I personally would um, give a thumbs up for that. I think that would be a helpful des- device because a lot of time it's just that lack of communication and interaction that may have prevented um, a tragic situation. So, so yeah. thanks for sharing that. Sure. One of the main reasons I started this podcast is to, is to hopefully inspire or encourage people to um, feel more at home um, wherever they might live in their living space. So I'm just curious, um, what makes you feel most at home? Um, what uh, This is a great question. Uh, this is a great question. So for, for me, um, I think happiness um, makes me feel at home. And and things are not always happy at home. I understand life happens. I, I think personally the safety is the foundation of happiness. So if your family and you feel safe in your home, in your space, you're gonna have you're gonna be so much more happy. That's gonna be the bedrock for what you build everything else on. So yeah, for me it's happiness, but it's also it's that foundation of safety. Those things work together to yeah. provide a, a loving, caring home environment. Definitely interrelated. Yeah, I guess one other thing I would bring up is I read somewhere, maybe on your website or some of your newsletters, that um, while some of these, you know, these are serious topics that we've um, been talking about, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. It, no, it and right. it will be less scary if you're more aware and more prepared, right? Right. And for you to just to take that ownership, to take the initiative, to talk to your kids about something scary before it actually happens. Sure. So that way, when it does happen, it's like, oh, you know, I, you know, mom and dad talked about this and I should do this in this situation. So, yeah, um, education and awareness goes a long way in safety. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us today, Andy. I, I know our listeners are going to benefit from the insights and expertise you shared today. Thank you, Chip. I really I've had a lot of fun talking about this. This has been good. Um, so if you want to know more about The Secure Dad, uh, you can go to thesecuredad.com. Uh, my book, Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide, is on Amazon. And of course, you can listen to the podcast everywhere, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, uh, wherever you are, the, the podcast should be available to you. Just search for The Secure Dad. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks for that reminder. And we'll include um, links and information about all of Um, all the things he mentioned and some of the other topics that we covered today in the show notes and on our podcast website, homewhereyoubelong.com. Thanks again, everyone for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends about us. We want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.